Topless Warriors Live Podcast 2023, Episode 10. Will Evans here with Fonzie. Brad Larkins are late. Tohu Harris like scratching from this one. But holy shit, Fonz. Uh, where do you even start with what we saw unfold on Sunday? What an absolute classic. Yep, one for the ages, Will. One for the ages. Mate, where do you start? Oh, you just start happy, don't you? It was um, yeah. It was one of those games, and we've had a couple this year, but where it almost starts feeling like it was worthwhile having those shit years when you sort of bounce out of it and you get this unexpected, you know, sort of patch of form and commitment and all the things you love to see from the club. It's just, it's really sweet at the moment. It's really sweet. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, um, on an emotional level, it is up there with anything I can remember, obviously, 2018, going 5-0 at the start of the season was very similar to this. Felt like a new era, yep. new form, different, you know, playing a different way with a new bunch of guys driving it. Um, yeah, mid-2013, that giant killing run, is, that's the other one that sticks out to me of, of the last decade. Um, you know, besides that sort of grand final and, and big finals charge years. But, um, yep. yeah, this is up there. I mean... You know, to do what they did yesterday, uh, people are calling it possibly the greatest ever win in the history of the club. It's not far off it um, yep. as far as a regular season win goes. Uh, you know, Cronulla top four team at home, 20 nil up. Uh, yeah, as well. The way that they dragged themselves back into it, it wasn't like a... a classic, you know, the Warriors are just too hot to handle because they've got all these electric uh, mercurial players um, they just stuck to the plan and ground their way back and clawed their way back on the scoreboard, held their nerve and got home in a crazy finish. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to sum it up, mate. Yeah, it's. I mean, I couldn't call it our best ever win, um, but could be our most exciting ever win. Um, I think you did the stats on this, right? So it's not our biggest ever comeback. It's our second biggest ever comeback. Yeah. So the the biggest for a long, long time was that 20-0 uh, comeback against the Knights. That, yep. Uh, Andrew Johns got for the broken jaw. And then I think Manu got us uh, home 30-26 with a try at the death. Um, yep. And then the biggest. So that was the record for a good 16 years. And then... Uh, 2021 uh, against the Raiders. Yeah, that's right. We were 21 points down, and uh, then they had a whole bunch of injuries and yeah, have, yeah had had an empty bench, and we came home. I think Roger might have saved us on the bell. That's right. When Rapana was uh, diving for the corner, so that was a classic too. But I mean, you know, the the opposition didn't have any of those handicaps this time. They had just about everything in their favour for a long part of the game, and. Certainly in the stats department, couple of couple of tough calls for them towards the end. Certainly the penalty that we won on was <laughs> dodgy at best, but I mean we'll take it. I can recall at least one uh, being robbed once by, against the Sharks by some uh, dodgy officiating. So I'm not going to be feeling too bad for the uh, boys from the shy. Yeah, I mean it, it. It is it is definitely better than that Canberra game. Um, I remember that game, and this feels way more satisfying. I mean, partly it could be because I reckon arguably the worst performance in club history was this game last year when they beat us with eleven men. Right? Remember yeah. that? It was it was horrible. And so this, you know, there's a little bit of symmetry there where we go back to the same ground. I think it was, and and um, 
and get the win in in that style. So yeah, it's it's up there. I also think, like I said, when you you're coming off such a low, it, the highs a bit higher. So no, look, it was it was fantastic, and I haven't done a, watched a replay of this game yet. I've just had the one watch through, and um, so I I mean I've got a list of things I want to look at when I do my rewatch because there was a lot going on in this game and there's so many things I think we can learn both good and bad coming out of this game but uh, let's sort of wander our way through it and um, sort of see what bookmarks we can pull up as we go. Yeah absolutely just one other thing to add I think why this one was so satisfying is because it's come on the back of several you know likewise kind of performances and that it you know this Mm. could be part of something pretty special even this year. Um, it's not, you know, just one out of the ether that that is going to fall apart next week. You feel like it, it's another stepping stone to something pretty amazing that uh, Webster and, and Carl building there. That's a good point, isn't it? Because we've sort of been like, okay, so a couple of good performances, or then we beat the Cowboys. Hang on, is this is this something? And you're too scared to get your hopes up, and then, um, you know, but but after this one, yeah, I think it's you're now at the point where it'd be silly not to be getting your hopes up off the back of that. It's sort of been the brick that's filled up the wall now, I think, where people are getting excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm always probably a bit more sort of optimistic of what, you know, a couple of wins can can potentially be, and obviously I've been let down <laughs> more often than not. Yeah. Uh, after the Cowboys game, I thought, this is, you know, we should be actually looking at finals now, even if it's scraping into the eight, but... You know, after that game, the Bulldogs game, which I thought showed a lot of character, and then, you know, kind of an all-time great win against a quality team that's expecting to play top four. Yeah. Um, you know, now you just have to be aiming for the finals. They've got a massive, a fantastic platform. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. you go 4-1 and, and any team is going to be thinking, you know, we're a top four chance. You know, who knows? We'll go through troughs. I mean, I don't think we're going to... You know, finished with a twenty and four record, there is going to be rough spots along the way. But um, you know, to start four and one, you're putting yourself in the best possible position. Yeah, and it's also because we had some key players out, as everyone knows, Atohu, Temare, yeah. Barnett. So you're suddenly looking at the players who are sort of seventeen to twenty two in the squad, and going, well, hey, we can win with these guys. No, we have one with these guys. So. All yep. of a sudden, that changes things. That concern, which I was really loud about pre-season around lack of middle depth. Well, we had two middles out, two of our best middles, yep. and we still beat a team that everyone had in their top eight, if not top four. So suddenly there's like a reset of how we're looking at the whole squad and some of these players in it um, compared to where we were pre-season. So, yeah, look. Yeah, guys like Volkman came in and, you know, they did – wouldn't say they starred, but they no. they did the job and they did enough, and everyone else lifted around those sort of guys yeah. enough to get you know a pretty incredible win over a good team. So, so did yeah. you shed a shed a tear over Shawnee's performance, mate. Must have been. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a continuation of um, of what we've seen in every game, and he's got better every game. I mean, great signs in round one, round two. I thought he was high quality and the defence in that game mm. was, uh, was a massive improvement. Then, you know, it was fantastic in every facet the two weeks after that. And then yesterday, all of that again, plus some, you know, clutch match-winning goal. And 
and he really did help dig them out of you know a jam because he he was the one that you know controlled the tempo even though we were down by 20 points and still 14 down by at half time you know produced that try to nothing i know it was fortuitous but it's he still has to be there yep um to do it and it, and he's you know it's only those sort of players that come up with tries like that uh, brilliant try you know that i've watched that a thousand times uh laying the one on for Curran. great line from Curran, obviously yep. but yeah and then you know to get it done at the end that's a that's a great goal when it's pissing down with rain and uh last minute yeah uh, and yeah, and then the the post match interview, which I think a lot of people have have, have seen. I mean, yeah, how cool! <laughs> yeah, he was writing it, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he stepped up and um, lifted to fill the gap that Temare Martin left. All credit to Falkman, but there was a gap there, wasn't there? And and he filled that, you know, with an out of the box performance. So if we look at your player ratings, obviously Shawnee got the highest, I, I'd guess. Who who are the other standouts in your yeah. ratings? Yes, yeah, so I had Sean nine out of ten. He's, you know, yep. probably pushing even slightly higher. I don't know if I'd ever give someone a ten. Uh but yeah, the the missed touch, although that looked yep. at the end, um and then a slightly long kick to give him a seven tackle yeah uh, set towards the end as well was probably what couldn't give him a ten. No. no. Um but I also gave Jazz a nine. I thought he was okay. um, in the, you know, under the circumstances, pushed up to start um, in a game where the next best Warriors forward had 90 metres. I'm just checking if those stats are still, well, no, yeah, has been moved up to 112 metres for the game. But so, yeah, he's the next next uh, most prolific forward metres-wise. Jazz had 17 runs for 156 metres that yeah, yep. it's just massive in, uh, in a game like that. Top tackle count with 41. And, yeah, I just thought he, he was the barometer this week for, for energy in the pack um, by quite a long way. I mean, you know, they were doing it tough and they're under the pump for a lot of that game and he just never stopped going 67 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, heart and soul player. Yeah. You know, be, it seems to be slightly polarising um, with the fan base, but since he's come back from injury, he's just been spectacular every game. Yeah, hard, hard to fault him this year, I think. Um, yeah. A lot of... Error and discipline, um, you know, penalty-free uh, this year as well, you know, which has been this kind of... The knock on him is that he's got an error and he's definitely got a penalty, but he's yep. totally taken that out of his game. Yeah, yeah that's that's old jazz, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, the other one, similar type of performance from Chance. He, what did oh, you yeah. give him? Eight, eight and a half? Uh, eight and a half, yeah. He was, yeah. I mean, those tough carries. To, and he looked like his back was getting bent every every carry where he was wrestling for the extra meter and getting sort of yeah. shoved back by the second man. It was, yeah, I could feel every one of those tackles. Yeah, but we, I mean, we don't get out of trouble without him. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he ended up with almost, you know, a sixth of our total running meters just on his own and those Carries were doing were super tough, and he was doing the tougher, better carries. Even, you know, as the game wore on the, in the last twenty, he got better um, and got us out of trouble big time. Uh, some, you know, great under the high ball. Yeah, it's just such a safe fullback, and he yeah contributed massively to that. The other guy, I think, the only other one that uh, got eight or higher had was uh, Wade Egan. I thought he was superb again. Yep. Yeah, he was he was good. He was steady. Obviously, captain the team. Um, so, yep. 
that might be a bit of a sign of the future. Uh, Wado sitting up there with the coach. I think he he, he did everything right, but uh, he was sort of pretty unremarkable. Like he didn't sort of look at anything in particular that he did, but I think he, as usual, picked his moments well, understated game, um, elevated everyone around him just that little bit with the quality of his service and his timing and his direction. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought there was a couple of moments that he picked around in the first half that kind of got us on the front foot for the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously he was uh, on the spot to score that try, which, you know, he, he's great at that. Just always being there, pushing for any opportunity and four tries in four games. Absolute try scoring freak. They're starting to get that little, uh, when Wade goes, Chance comes off the back and looks to take the next scoot, or if it's not on, he's in at dummy half. And that's, you know, that's that classic Tedesco um, uh, sort of play as well, where the, the fullback's coming out of dummy half. So I'm, I'm liking the look of that. I think, um, you know, that's that's obviously part of the plan to get Wade running and get Chance into the game more in attack because he's, yeah. he's a little bit awkward out of shape when it goes wide chance, but um, I think he's he's going to be quite handy around the ruck and running sort of lines back against the grain maybe as we're, as we're moving wide. So, yeah, I, I like that. Oh, just on your point around um, Chance doing a six of the run metres, between Jazz and Chance, between them, they have more than a quarter of the whole team's yeah. run metres. Just out of, out of 17, those two did a quarter of the run metres. Yeah, that's, uh, that's extraordinary. Great. Uh, Great work rate and, and, yeah, plenty of heart from both. And uh, just stand by. looks like we might have coming in Hang like on. It's, uh, the Royal Rumble out of nowhere, Brad Larkin. Coming off the bench. There hey, what's happened? Oh, fuck. What has it, why is that still ringing there? Hey, what we're, has we're, happened? We're live, buddy. We're on. We're on. Sweet. Hey, good to see you, ladies. <laughs> Far out! What a mess that last half hour or forty-five minutes of my life's been. What happened? Why, why do your houses fall down, mate? <laughs> uh, I was watching the boy play cricket, and a yeah. slow overrate really chewed into what spare time I had. So they got docked half their match fees. Then I got home, and I was like, oh, "Mate, I'm getting a water, getting a bloody water blaster off Danny Ryder. You know, Danny, blonde hair, black truck. Oh, yeah. he, uh, he, I was getting meant to get a water blaster. I'm only going to be home for half an hour soon, right, oh had to say no to this because I need the water blast for work tomorrow. And then he's just cancelled saying, can you come at five? So, da-da-da. Good <laughs> afternoon, boys. Hey, uh, well, what do you reckon of the weekend, Brad? Oh, pretty scrappy, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How good, boys. How good. Pa- yeah. Paint us a word picture, Brad, of uh, you in, the, in your little media room there watching this one. Now, I was in the lounge, I was in the lounge, oh, and yeah. sort of our garage sort of comes into our lounge through the hallway, just smashing the vape like it's going out of fashion, nervous <laughs> as, standing in the garage, take a swig of the vape, blow it into the garage, <laughs> just thinking to myself, geez, I wonder if Trace would let me vape in this house just this once, <laughs> didn't, didn't dare ask, and then, yeah, just running, it was the first time in a long time I've sort of done laps around the couch, yeah. fist pumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted was on. Ted was on the couch, bouncing up and down. Trace was screaming. Otis was asleep. Yeah, great. Uh, well, we talked up too in the, in terms of dissecting it. Uh, we've just talked about our standouts. Uh, obviously, SJ, uh, Jazz, Chance, and uh, Wade Egan. Um, 
we talked briefly this afternoon, Brad, as much as it was a crazy, crazy comeback, it kind of always felt on, even at, you know, 26 to 6 down or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on. Look, look at me. Look at me dead in the eye and tell me you didn't at about the 15-minute point when it got to 20-0. Yeah, at, yeah, at 20-0, yeah. but I once was, they got that first try, I was like, no, we can, we can, you know, there is something, and they're not going to totally fold up. I didn't necessarily think we were going to come back and win the game, but I thought that we were going to win by far less than what we were behind at the time. I'd be lying if I didn't switch it over to see how the Formula 1 was going. At that point, yeah, there was a there was five minutes there when I was I gave up. I actually, I, I know yeah. I shouldn't have, but I'm, I won't lie about it. There was five minutes when I gave up, and then when that Egan try came in, I was like, it sort of rekindled a bit. But yeah, I, I, there's still too much trauma from the last few years yeah. for me to yeah. believe like it was felt very familiar. Yeah, we're I was like just pick dog, aren't we? As soon as yeah. someone raises a hand, we tuck our ass in and sort of <laughs> run away. I was waiting for the, them to pan up to the coach's box and Brownie's sitting there at, at that 20-minute mark. You know, it's just, <laughs> I was just having visions. April Fools. Um, <laughs> any yeah, any moment that we, stood out, Brad? Six, six, I was happy when we got back to six. I was like, oh, well, at least we've got a try. Still had probably written the game off, Fonz. Yeah, but once we yeah. got back to 12, I was like, hang on, hang on. We're only... We're only 14 points behind after getting flogged here. And that's yeah. when I started believing. Once we got that second try, I was like, shit, we, this could be a game. And I didn't switch that thing off once from that point on. Uh, the Murata simbing in the dying seconds of uh, the first half, very controversial. But we scored that try through Johnson while a man short. That was a huge moment, obviously. And then scored again through Cossey almost immediately after he got back. Um, and, yeah, and then you knew we were... Right in this. Oh, uh, very end. And, yeah. and even, even if we had lost after that, I was I was happy to get yeah a moral victory. We could scramble back to a six point game. Yeah, it was already a moral victory. They'll be a lot fitter than other teams were coming across because we seem to be rolling over the top of people. Hundred so we percent. We're still yet to concede a try in the last twenty minutes of a game, which is phenomenal. I know we're starting like shit, but uh, yeah, no tries conceded in the last twenty, which I don't know. Who knows? I'm, I'm not going to go back uh, through the, the stats for that one, but I'd be surprised if a Warriors team has gone five games without conceding in the last 20. I'd be surprised if they've gone two games. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know, it's usually the opposite, eh? We love a late try, like conceding oh, yeah. a late try. But there's there's no doubt. There's five games now. It's enough. I've seen enough to know that... Um, Are you on the bus? Is this Vaughn's on the bus? No, I'm not, I, was, I wasn't going to go there, but... Um, yeah. like. Something the team where he's picked and how he's got him conditioned is just struggling to handle the starting middles of good teams and they're rolling through us early and scoring. But we're fit as all hell and we're mobile as all hell. And as they get tired and their second string middles come on, we run over the top of them. And that's that's how we are. That's that's the team we are. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's a feature. It's a feature, not a bug. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just listening to Webster's interview on scenes today. Um, he talked a bit about it, but their ability to adjust, you know, they've conceded all those tries on the edges, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. This, this, they're just going to pull through us all day. They adjusted and fixed it. Same with the attack. They're going far too lateral. Then, um, you know, Johnson straightens them up and running our big mobile second rows on the edges and, and creating that space or hit, hitting holes. I mean, you know, they don't panic. It's um, No, they don't. Can I just say, but if I'm Fitzy, 
I'd be I'd be worried at that because you look at the stats. I mean, you were talking about it on Twitter before, Will. Like, the, the, if you just look at the stats and you didn't know the score, you'd say we lost thirteen plus on the oh, stats. Thanks, and so there's they had no business being tired, right? But yeah. look at look at the tries we scored. Like, aside from drop bomb and that sort of stuff, it was just back row was crashing over one man off yeah. the, you mm. know, so. What's going on there? Like, what are they doing? That's not a Fitzgibbon coach side. So that's sort of where I got to at halftime. I was looking at it going, whenever we get down their end, they don't seem to want to tackle. Like, we can we yeah. can score on them if we can get some ball down there. Um, we just got to sort out our sort of leakiness. And we did, like you said, they adjusted. They adjusted on those edges. And I think they also, the, the fact we're doing better in the middle helps the edge because a lot of that was coming from the middle getting overrun and then the edges coming in. Um, so whereas we adjusted, the Sharks just got more fatigued and all of a sudden all we had to do was go down there. It was, you know, it was on. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I think I'd be a bit worried if I was Fitzy. Yeah, it's not the first time they've done it this season, is it? Yeah. Did they have a lead last weekend or was it the week? Uh, uh, they towed up, they towed up Saints last week, didn't they? Oh, was it the Saints? Oh. They've, yeah, they've had one like, before. Yeah, they're two and two and three now. Um, I've obviously only had Hines back for two weeks, but yeah, they're one of a bunch of teams like that that aren't, you know, exactly flying. Cowboys, I think they're what are they two and three now as well? Um, yeah. Yeah, Hines one, one. Hot, didn't he? What's that? Hines, he played pretty bloody well, apart from a couple of kicks. You can't. I don't think you should ever blame a game on a kicker, but. Like a conversions, but I thought he was pretty insane at keeping them in there. Yeah, yeah, he played all right. I mean, he... what do you, I still love this Webster swapping like for like Volkman come in. I don't think he missed much of a beat, did he? His kick, I liked his kicking game. Yeah, kick. I mean, he f- forced the line drop out. He's, he did more kicking than Martin's done certainly uh, so far this season, and uh, the kick for the first try as well he put up. So he was keen to get in there. Um, looked like he was, could have been vulnerable in defence, but certainly yeah. didn't, you know, shy away from it and no glaring moments. But the previous years, we would have swapped five positions to get Walker to stand up. Yeah, wouldn't? exactly. That next man up thing, it's working for us. Uh, yeah. You know, did it with two our picky against the Cowboys at fullback when we had several other options, which would have um, needed moving multiple players around. And yeah, man, it works. Oh. Yeah, you, you you don't really want Volkman there too often, though, do you? Like I, I, off no, the I back of that, no, yes, no. He, he'll do he'll, he'll do a lot, get a lot out of a year in cup that guy, and sort of coming up when we need him. But there is like if you look at the there was a gap from Chance to Talpiki, um, but yeah. I think there was a bigger gap from Tomato Martin to Volkman. I reckon this I week. Think I I agree, but we weren't. At least we've got everyone else in the same position elsewhere. I think. Yeah. I can't wait for Metcalf to be that next man in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's an exciting prospect. Uh, we were just talking before, Brad, about um, well, we just talk, we were talking about a pre-show, Fonz, you know, to do that with Tohu out, with yeah. Martin out, um, and Barnett still out. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like, you kind of forget that. Like, that's an amazing win without three pretty key players. Forget it, and, it, you know, we've still got guys like Dallin, who haven't hasn't even played this year, Metcalf, a key depth player um, that hasn't played yet. Well, the army's been out since round two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty heavy injury toll, and we're still sitting second on the table, four and one, and 
you know, almost the toast of the NRL at the moment now. The Dolphins are kind of had their bubble burst last weekend. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, how long? So what is the Tohu story? Week to week, I think. Okay. Yeah, I reckon he's he's touch and go this week, they reckon. Might, yeah, might play. I'd almost prefer he doesn't, to be honest. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather just give him another week, um, make sure he's okay, than try and rush him back and put pressure on it. But obviously they're... They're going to know more about the injury than we do, but I I just hope they don't risk him if he's not quite there. So, so Nyokore will be out this week, suspended, unless he somehow challenges and gets off. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, he he should get off that, though. That was a bullshit call. But, I, I don't think yeah. it was a hip drop. No, but it, like they're talking about Finucane being out for three weeks. Um, His was a hip drop. His was a fairly hip drop. Yeah, yeah, it was. They're both, yeah, I mean, wasn't a hell of a lot worse. Well, I don't think don't think either of them were bad at all. Um, but if they're going to make it an example of people, it's um. Yeah, I think if Finucane's didn't appear in that game, I think Nakore would have got off this week. Maybe yeah. if, if there wasn't two hip drops in yeah. one game. It's one of these classic rugby league ref. Oh, we're going to crack down on this for a couple of weeks, <laughs> you know. And, it's, it's, and it's always Warriors first. We're always the first <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, they're getting picked. We're just lucky that someone else in the same game did the same thing, so we um, ended up squared off with it. I've got to say, at halftime, I was going to lead a lynch mob against that ref. I was you know, oh. rousing, <laughs> rousing the troops on Twitter, and by the end, I was looking to buy him a case of beer and go and shake his hand. He, yeah, squared he, us up a bit. He squared us up nicely, that fella. He's a, he's a legend, that ref. But, but going back a uh, whole set to penalise it, um, yeah, I mean, that was a bit rugby union-esque for my liking. We don't need that in our game. I don't mind no. it, mate. That way, if, if the Warriors are ever up, they can just be watching the video and go back 20, 25 <laughs> minutes and just just pull oh, us yeah. up for something. And yeah. yeah. Um, so looking at if uh, Barnett's still out, which we assume is going to happen, and if Torhu doesn't play, which we kind of hope they give him another week to preserve him, uh, they need another Ford to come in. Yeah. Um, looking at the New South Wales Cup lineup, is uh, Sifakola the next cab off the rank? And can he play? Is he top thirty? Well, I think he um, did. Upgrade. No, so he is. He's the only option from Cup that can yep. come up. Um, Was there anyone else in the extended reserves that? Well, there's Freddie Lussick as well. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So you can you can do it without him. Um, if Nakora is out, you move Curran in. Yeah. Um, straight swap. And then you bring Freddie up, but geez, you're starting to get pretty skinny around that middle. Yeah, that a little point. bit lightweight. I'd I'd be inclined to chuck Sifakula and see what happens. Yeah, next man up. Yeah, I mean he's, he's yeah, been, doing a good job in uh, in New South Wales Cup. Gee, that kid's going to have gone from nowhere to um, <laughs> first grade in a you know like he was he was SG ball at the start of the year, and then he got promoted from ball to cup, I think, and then yeah. And then he's, he's rocketed into the top 30. Yeah. Um, looking at his stats on the weekend, 22-10, the Warriors lost to the Magpies. Only seven runs for 59 metres, but he made 36 tackles, no misses. What number did he wear, mate? Uh, he was in the back row, or number 12, yeah. 12, yeah. So, like, that metres stat's not, you know, it's hard to calibrate a stat on the edge, you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty... Yeah, yeah. Talk about Curran. I mean, he they waited until an hour to bring him on, but man, he made a hell of an impact for you know. Talk about prove it, prove yourself with limited opportunities. He 
was a real game changer, I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's, that, that's similar to other games, what they've done with Tom Arley as well, isn't it? Yeah, Arley came on a lot earlier people, this week. I don't think people can look at it and go, oh, what's Curran doing wrong? I think that's just what, how they play their bench. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's, they've obviously decided Curran isn't your starting edge back row at full strength. So um, if, if he's not going to do the big minutes... You know, then yes, yeah, he's going to have an impact, and he's obviously take decide. Okay, if that's that's how the coach is going to use me, I'm going to come on and put a rocket through this thing. And he, he yeah. did it, didn't Even he? Hetty tried to yeah. put off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Game changing. It was um, obviously the try was that was sick. Um, but yeah, same and line. The, God, it's good seeing one of our back rowers hitting those lines for once. Yeah, uh, both of them, you know, two tries in the game off that same play, uh, running hard off Johnson. I mean, that's what we yeah. weren't getting last year. And, you know, all of a sudden John- Johnson's a hero again. Um, lo and behold, it's because he's got half-decent players around him. Um, job. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, current, well, again, the right at the end, it was him that, um, Hoon threw to toe the ball forward after the oh, true. that push in the back, that blatant push. Oh, yeah, clear like, penalty, mate. Clear what penalty. Are people arguing about there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen far less pulled up. Uh, but yeah, good good signs for Curran to be back in the team. I know, like, he's a very popular player, obviously, with the fan base. Um, I'm yeah. quite, quite a far left type, not far left, that sounds makes me sound racist. I've got a, a theory. I wonder with Curran, if he, he might, especially in the last month, he might have a bit of work to do sorting out a bit of a case over the other side of the ditch. Do you reckon they're sort of going, get this sorted out and straightened and then come back? Yeah. Well, uh, sort of, do you reckon, no, it's his fault and he just deals with it in his own time? I just I just don't reckon there's that much for him to do with it. You know what I mean? Like okay. they, like you'd, you'd be able to sort all the paperwork and all that in – Know, two three days worth of work. I think it, you wouldn't. I, I can't see that it'd be like impacting him for months. If you know what yeah, I mean, okay. like, like that's that's not why he, he didn't start the year. Put it that way. It, but it might be that it's playing on his mind. You know, definitely. And it might be they're thinking about well, you know, is he going to finish the year here? You know, so there's definitely that. But yeah, like the logistics of it wouldn't be causing him too much grief. I wouldn't have thought. But just yeah. a, a really good sign that, you know, he wasn't in the 17 to begin with. So that's, a, a you know, a bit of a psychological setback for him again after a tough couple of weeks. And he does get a late call up, sits on the bench for an hour and, you know, in a shitty night at, down in Cronulla and, <laughs> uh, and comes on and goes ballistic, scores an equalising try, puts on a big hit and, um, and comes up with a, you know, just a, a real effort play to get us the penalty at the, the end of the game that won it. So... Um, full marks to current. Uh, another it's guy. Like a prison thought, field there that now. Doesn't it, Shark Bait? Like they build a prison up around it. It's like the guards yeah. the convicts game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, another guy I thought would pinpoint, because I know people love to hear me give Ed Cossey a rap. Um, <laughs> I thought he came back brilliantly. A uh, couple of errors off high balls, and we thought maybe this is a one of his games where it kind of falls apart for him. Ronaldo's given him a gobful every five seconds, but he came back, scored, I thought, his best try in first grade, given the work he had to do and the game yeah. situation. Uh, handled high balls well after that, and it had a great take, actually, at the end of the first half when we're in, you know, a try there would have been a disaster. And, uh, you know, picked up his running game because he only had a couple of runs in the first half. 
um, handled Molotalo well. I thought he outplayed him in the second half. And yeah, and handled yeah. his chip well as well from that mouthpiece on the wing. He yeah, just, I mean that's I yeah that quite well. But yeah, it's got a lot more. Um, yeah, it's a lot more mentally hard. I think I'll see than I ever gave him credit for because that was a pressure game in tough conditions, and he and his other guy, you know, his opposite. As much as he was making a few errors, he was scoring tries and yeah. getting into him. So, yeah, I thought Cossie. And he's doing well out of our, out of our, like out of the back of the field as well. Like I thought his runs, like he got that try, and that probably might have been one of his better finishes. But he was, he was actually grunting out some decent yards, trying to get the ball up the field. I thought as well. I was quite impressed with that. He had a game high four errors, Ed. But oh, did he? I mean, yeah, but I mean the the truth is he when he came up he came up too early and he just didn't have the experience and um, you know like because where do you get your confidence from you get your confidence from knowing you can do it from having done it you know yeah. and yeah he, he came up without having done his apprenticeship properly through the grades because of COVID and this and that and so when he'd make errors he'd just drop his head and that would be it whereas now he's got enough behind him where yeah. he can make errors but sort of bit more confidence to back himself and do some good things and yeah he's turned the corner now he's a first grader i think ed course he's, he's a first grader um yeah i think it's going to be hard to leave him out to be honest when dallin comes back i, I, on, I yeah. would not have a problem with a reshuffle that sent marcelo to the centers if, if you know they think that cosi deserves the spot yeah i'd be i'd be ushering him to the door pretty quick and putting dallin in that spot if, if it's me um cosi yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I, I like Dallin more than you do, though. Will I don't know. Oh no, I'm certainly put Dallin. Uh, you know, Dallin should come back, but um, you know, the maybe Cossie deserves a spot and or is more valuable than keeping, say, Viola or, or Pompey. And Montoya has done a, a, a good job in the centres previously. Yep. He's not like an electric Addo car type winger where you have to play play him on the flank. Yeah. Did you see the start of that Bulldogs game last night? Sorry, just you just said Addo Carr. His his shorts are starting to offend me, eh? <laughs> Have you seen the size of it? He's wearing the clock back to like the seventies. They're way up around it. Yeah, I've it, got a mate. Not much left to the imagination last. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You think we're going to see a nut pop out one of these days? You can see the silhouette of everything now. It's not just a nut. You just. It was like it's like someone getting changed behind a lit curtain or something. It's out of it. I've got a mate who's a para fan, and um, he knows who he is. And like, he's got this pair of para footy shorts that you know, like from when we were sixteen or whatever. Yeah. And he's still wearing them. He's about forty now. And every year, like they get a bit more tattered and stuff. And obviously, he's getting bigger. You know, he's getting. And instead of he just cuts them on the side with a pair of scissors like another <laughs> centimeter every few years so that and so now it's pretty much just two ribbons dangling on either side of because it's cut right up almost to the elastic line but he wants just, to the, just the waistband in the middle seam yeah, that's right yeah. <laughs> like david to his boxing shorts yeah. <laughs> uh, is that right like jogger shorts joggers have those splits up the sides don't they and he yeah. still does it is it is it spoken about yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, come good, on, man. Good, like, yeah. seriously, I've got kids now. I can't have you walking around in those. Yeah. And, and he's, <laughs> Put the mouse he's, in the house, buddy. Yeah, that's right. But he's, he's sentimentally attached to him, and he's, yeah, he still yeah. reckons he looks good in them. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, our car's got a bit of that vibe going on. He'll start cutting slits in him in a minute. And be, <laughs> yeah, I know. Be up, 
That's <laughs> terrible. I looked last night. I was like, oh, holy roly, hey, hey. Um, sorry, I, we digressed there from what we're actually talking about. Do well, you... so Curran, Curran came on big impact last 20. Let's flip it around. Bunty, first 20. Mm. No impact. Now, hard, we didn't have the ball, we we're conceding and stuff, but... Well, I mean, there's uh, part of the things I'm going to look at in my rewatch is what the hell is going on in that first 15 minutes, and how much is it just the middles getting dominated, and who's how are those middles getting dominated? Like, how is a Fanua Blake, Jazz, Bunty, Egan set of four middles getting rolled? If that's what's happening, if they're just getting rolled through that easy, how is that happening? Whose fault is it? And I like. I, I kind of feel like I'm going to find it's Bunties, right? But, yeah, I mean, any thoughts on that? Before well, I... Was I mistaken that Adam got absolutely bumped off by Royce Hunt or uh, yeah. Hamlet Uh And I, I felt like the Sharks were really making a lot of yards by just passing it a little bit wider and Hines just sort of, you know, jigging his way around. Um, but, yeah, definitely the props were getting... What do you think of the fact that they're just putting them out there like a sponge? If he, if he hasn't got the fitness to play the minutes like everyone says and it's Bunty, he hasn't got the motor, what's the point of putting him on for 20 minutes in the middle of the game when you can save a, save someone that's a bit more explosive in the centre of the game and put him out there for a, as a sponge for the first 20 to suck it up? Well, Bunty yeah. stats this week, right, um, two runs for 13 metres mm. off 19 minutes. Now, that, they were the 19 minutes when we didn't have the ball. So, like, part of it's yeah. that. But, like, why – Why? Uh, and then tackles – hang on, I'm having a look. I think he had, like, 14 no miss. Yeah, 14 no miss, right? So that's so pretty good. I, I, yeah. I reckon that he's – I don't think that's too under par. I'd be surprised if anyone had more than three runs in that first 19 minutes for the Warriors. Yeah, so there's a bit of that. But, I mean, somewhere we've got to look at it and go – I mean, if if we're starting this bloke, he's playing the first twenty, and we're losing the first twenty every week. Yeah, like is is he? What's he adding to the squad, really? Like you mm. know, we're not getting much out of him at the moment. Whether that's because the team can't seem to create the conditions for him to do some more work, or yep. whether that's because he's part of the problem. I'm, I haven't made up my mind yet. But either way, starting him for twenty minutes seems like a bit of a waste of time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're not going to come back on, it's pretty unusual for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe given the benefit of the doubt last week against the Bulldogs, it was an early penalty, and uh, you know some bad day on the bad read on the edge um, yesterday. Marata dropping the ball in the second tackle of the game, and we're on our heels from there. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably share the blame a bit more uh, liberally. Mm. But yeah, Jerry's yeah. out with me at the moment with Bunty. I don't know what the go is. I think he's looking at it. He might be the first man replaced next year if we can find another prop. Yeah, well, I mean, he. How long's he signed for? Uh, I think he has got another year, doesn't he's he? Got another year, at least. So, so he started the year off the bench because Barnett was our starting prop for the first couple of games. And, you know, again, I don't think we saw a hell of a lot off the bench from Bunty, pretty run of the mill sort of stuff. And. We, I think we all liked what we saw more from Arlo and less minutes. And yesterday, mm. that we're talking before the before we started, Fonz, it seemed like Arlo was out there for longer than 25 minutes because he made such an impact. Eight runs for 65 metres. Um, obviously, that was during a period where we were going better. Yeah. But yeah. 
you know, eight runs in 25 minutes. It's uh, pretty handy going. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I find it, um, like, I don't think that's sustainable to have a bloke in your squad who's a 100-game player who's doing less than 20 minutes a game and is taking up a spot. Um, well, yeah, especially if he can't, um, you know, if, if a game cir- uh, changes circumstances and you need him to play 40 and he can't do it. Yes, um, can't do it confidently because, you know, we're getting massive minutes out of Walker and Tavanga when he was off the bench. But that's, you know, that may not be quite be the case or Walker has to go to the back line or something. So, And he's signed out to end of 25, by the way. So, oh, is he? Yeah, oh, so it's, they, must, they must have a plan for him, maybe. Uh, this is before. Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to yeah. be a plan. Um, anyway. Um, maybe Webby's still getting to him. Maybe he's yeah. taught everyone and he's just getting by around one player at a time each weekend. He'd done Cossie a couple of weeks ago. Isn't it good seeing what all Brownie's things just starting to take shape? Everything he put in <laughs> place just starting to take shape. It's a team that Brownie built. Hey, oh, but, yeah. yeah. But, but if, we, if we're being real for a sec, um, it actually is. Like, Webby didn't have mm. his hand on the recruitment levers here. This was Brownie I, and his mate um, Hodges who – put this team together. So um, we do well, have to acknowledge that. How many of these deals were stitched up while Brown was there? I'm, I can't quite remember. I'm sure guys oh, like Porto came um, on later than mid-season. Chance. Mm, Jackson yeah. Ford obviously was a late one. Can't rem- quite remember when Barnett signed. That might have That was Brownie. That was 100% yeah. Brownie. Yeah, well, he was his former Knights coach there. Yeah. Dylan Walker was a late-ish. One from memory? I reckon that was during the Brownie era. No, oh, I don't know. Well, we'll have to go back and have a look. I'm not willing to concede anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. Uh, what, but... what excites me with this form as well is if we continue this form and even, like we say, if we can scrape into the eight with and show this resilience for the full season, all of a sudden yeah. we're that little bit more of an attractive destination for some yeah. of these players coming off contracts. So, yeah. One or two years of good form, we can build a pretty sharp squad on the back of that. Yeah, I want to yeah. win a comp. I want to go to the Warriors. I want to try and win a comp. Yeah. Even just keeping Metcalf. Like, even just keeping Metcalf yeah. when yeah. his contract runs out. If, if this is how we play and there's the good vibe around the place and, you know, he knows he's got a four-pack in front of him that's going to give him opportunity to shine, he, he'll, he may well stay on, um, you know. And, um, and, yeah. and also keeping um, – keeping, Volkman, but also the juniors that are Kiwi juniors in the club coming through, where it's always been Aussie clubs offer them something out of ball and they go. But now we've got a proper pathway being set up, and we've got you know a first grade team that's worth watching. And all of a sudden, why would you go? Like, why would you go at the moment if you're a you know an yeah, under under 18s Warriors player? And it seems like it's a you know an enjoyable place to be as well. You know, that's part of it, creating a Johnson and then after match. Interview, eh? Oh, I've, never, I I've never seen him so excited or animated in my life. Not not on camera like that. Yeah, uh, he's just bouncing off the walls and obviously he's playing bloody well. But I think uh, Wade Egan said in the post-match presser sort of noted that he was he was struggling being away from his, from his wife yeah. and kid. And that was not probably essentially part of the plan when he when he re-signed to come back. Um, and it was a tough year and, you know, the team was going shit. He was getting panned for, for it. We would say 
somewhat on unfairly, but he wasn't going amazing. Um, that's for sure. And it was a tough year, but you know, you take you turn a few of these things around, and he's the happiest guy in the NRL now, and he's absolutely fucking flying. He's, <laughs> yes. I'd say he's the, he's the he's been the number one halfback in the NRL, and I can't believe that we're that I you know could potentially <laughs> be saying that way. he's there next year, isn't he? Oh, I think I yeah. Is he Fonzie? I can't, Fonzie? I can't believe that you that anyone would consider it not being a good idea to re-sign him. I I, I yeah. just feel like he's made up his mind. He's going at the end of the year, and really? he's just put every last bit of energy into the preseason and this year, and because he knows this is it, and he doesn't care if he gets injured. He's not playing within himself, worrying about niggles because it's done. It's this is it, right? There's no. I feel like if I feel like that's where he's his head is at and so it's not that on this form of course you'd sign he's the best half at the club mm. easily better than any half we're going to get in any way next year yeah. in this form but, but I think mentally that's where he is and I think what we're seeing is part of that you know because yeah. like he's he's been one injury away from retirement for two years I reckon like one big injury like one more yeah. and and I think he's known that and when he was playing under Brownie He's like, stuff it, man. I'm going to have a career-ending injury playing for this yeah. this mob. Um, but <laughs> I think now it's like caution to the wind. This is it. It's all or nothing now. And I, I just feel like that's where he's at. So I, I don't I don't think he would re-sign. Or if he does, I'd probably – I think he'd be re-signing almost just to be in the squad, not to be a starting seven, if that makes sense. Like he'd be like, yeah, that Benji kind of, I'll come off the bench a bit. If you get an injury, I'll step in. I'll mostly just hang around. But I, I, I think he's done at the end of the year. And I think it's it's sort of, he's putting everything into the fairy tale year. Yeah, I reckon he goes around again. I think that he will be able to see that maybe, maybe the premiership's beyond us this year, but it's a definite chance next year with, you know, another... Another year with the with the squad with a couple of additions and you know a premiership next year and I you know he is he's not playing like a thirty two year old busted guy that's had a bunch of um, you know leg injuries he's he's playing as physical as he's ever played defensively I still can't get over how well he's defending against uh-huh. he's had Teague Wilton running at him all day yesterday handled him brilliantly same kick out last week yeah not missing tackles making great reads but also you know sticking and coming up with the tackles um yeah the sharks isn't cam mckinnis just got he was a star yeah. a couple of years yeah. ago and he's just turned to nothing there did he play yesterday i didn't really yeah, yeah he did just about he should have been like he's obviously an ex ex hooker so he should have been a great um 13 in the mold of a walker or a you know, like somewhere between Walker and Jazz, that type of player. He's about yeah. that, you know, he's like yeah. that smaller. And he just seems to do one-out runs and he's not joined up to anything. Just a, and Just a workhorse type. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. really have that ball-playing lot. Did yeah. he just stand yeah. out in those last couple of seasons at the Dragons because it was such a mud team then? Because hmm. he oh, was a bit of an Iron Man there, wasn't he? Tough as nails, but he'd do yeah. this mix of hooker and middle, you know, and so... Well, he, he signed for the Sharks, before the, his last season with the Dragons started, and then he did his ACL, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's that A. He's, he's probably struggling coming back off that Maybe, ACL. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what's not strong about him. He's terrible. His teeth aren't very strong. Every time <laughs> I see him, he's missing another two, I reckon. <laughs> just get the whole, the whole set of falsies, you reckon? <laughs> yeah. um, just thought I'd touch on the Dally M votes. So Johnson picked up all six. That's uh, good to see. Nice. He goes to equal four. 
fourth, but he's yeah, so two behind. I think it's Walsh, Harry Grant, and Payne Haas are all out in front on sixteen. Johnson's on fourteen. Um, yep. Great to see. Uh, Chan's got two votes from one judge and one from another. Uh, Jazz got one vote from the from a judge, but tell me what you think of this. The, one of the judges thought that Ronaldo Molotalo was the second best player in the field. Gave him two points. Second best. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he, caught, he gifted one try. Well, um, if you if you add up all the good things he did for them and all the good things he did for yeah. us, it's a pretty good performance, isn't he it? Put, <laughs> he put an eighty minute performance together, didn't he? By the he was highly involved, that's for sure. Us. He had about six tries or try assists in both directions. So, yeah, there's no way he was the best player on the Sharks team, let alone the second best player in the game. Um, yeah, there's some been some absolute shockers for, and they, they don't name the judges anymore, probably because they're sick of the abuse for their uh, terrible NRL. Just just riddled 1980s league player that's just doesn't even know how to tie his own shoes anymore and they've got him picking daily end points. Well, and it's been controversial for a long time with one judge per game. So why did they think from the pool of poor judges they already had, let's double it. Let's double it. And give give <laughs> us more chances for absolute duds to get votes. Well, at least if you think this week, though, there was one judge who actually watched the game and knew what was happening and one yeah. who didn't. So at least we got one. One that but everybody it, was on, on call that night, yeah. NRL, just outsource the Warriors one to us. We'll do it. Be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Totally unbiased. Um, yeah. Touch on the stats just quickly. Yeah. So um, we sort of mentioned this briefly before Brad came on, but possession, so we lost that 54-46. You're very, like, very rare to win with that possession stat. Then runs, we had 158 to their 188. Again, you just don't win with that difference. Um, just on just on possession and runs, if I get a bit stat geeky for a sec. So possession is measured according to time, not tackles. Right. So if you're slow working through your set, right? If your set takes a minute and the other team's playing sharp, short, sharp um, sort of set, it's 45 seconds. You each have a set, but your possession stat comes up um, bigger. So that's why it's a little bit misleading possession as well, because Saints sometimes do well in possession because they're slow and laborious yeah. and trundle it up and slow play the balls, right? And if you're one second slower on every tackle on your set over the course of a game, that'll that'll be a 53-47 split with that when it was the same otherwise. So anyway, just sort of a thought on that. But yeah, runs um, smashed us, run meters smashed us, beat us on runs per meter by like a considerable margin. I think that's the first time this year that a team's lost those stats that comprehensively and won the game yeah, out of the all aver- the games. Average set distance was almost a 10-metre difference, which is – Yeah. That's yeah. massive. So that – statistically, <laughs> this is the outlier of the year. I haven't actually physically checked all um, 40 games, but I actually was keeping pretty close eye on this for the first three rounds and I dropped off because I got bored – but it is it is probably like the outlier game stats wise of the year so far. So I sort of throw that in the mix to say that like makes me wonder how repeatable that is. Mm. But it also shows you just you know the like willpower of this team to yeah. overcome that stat avalanche yeah. and win. Well, when you combine it with a twenty point comeback, which I'm not sure of the exact stats, but I've done a lot of 
work on big comebacks before and I'm pretty sure it's there'd be less than 20 all time yeah 20 point comebacks and if it's more than that it's not much more so I mean to yeah. combine that as you know with with those stats that you just threw out there uh um right if we're going to go down stats the stats pathway statistically I was scared of teams like the Sharks etc that we thought were in that next echelon and I went into this game fearing it but after that game I fear no one in this competition at all I can't oh, wait I to get I don't know why should I I can't wait Anzac Day can't come soon enough do you reckon that's going to be the litmus test to actually uh, I don't know I think by that stage where you know it sort of got enough wins on the board that it's just another game where we you know cement mm. our spot but it's obviously a bit of a bogey one now for us because we won one since 2014 on Anzac Day which and been the storm since 2015 that was at home not Anzac Day, but yeah, I think it's just a game that always yeah, means so much to us. But yeah, I can't like I feel like we're going to win it. Personally, yeah. I'm, I reckon. Yeah, I thought we were a couple of tiers away, but I personally feel like our tier level isn't that far away from the top at the moment. If we can punch out that, yeah. we will lose them. Don't. But I'm not going to go into it fearing teams now. It's exciting yeah. to test ourselves now. Not you know no. Yeah. That we're not going to get blown out or sort of our bubble burst, or yeah, if the, or if we do, if we do get a bit of a touch up, which will happen, you know, happens to every team every season pretty much. We'll, yeah. you know, we can bounce back the week after and it will fall apart. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. We've got some wins in the bank now, so you can afford to, you know, lose a couple and not start sweating for what the season's going to do. So, yeah. Um, How many wins did it take? What on average to get to the semis? Last year was slightly higher. So a lot of the, sometimes you can get there with a twelve and twelve record. I think Raiders scraped in, and they just scraped in with a thirteen eleven record last year. I think. Oh, we got seventeen okay. teams now, so that that should make it one game more. You'd think all things equal because oh, yeah, um, yeah. So rate oh, 14 fourteen ten. So that was that was quite high. The highest it's been, I think, in the last just about the NRL era was that was the last time we made it when we had that 15-9 record. Yeah. But where only one went off the minor premiership, that was a total freak year where, you know, the top eight teams were separated by one win. Um, but, yeah, 13-14 should get you there. So, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty fair start, especially because we've only played two games at – no, one game at Mount Smart, one game at Wellington – if we can get this win in Newcastle, another away win. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. The Knights aren't the pushovers that I probably thought. They keep turning up, but you'd be confident. And then you know, all of a sudden, you've got four of your four of your twelve away games out of the road, looking pretty decent. Yeah. Hey, just one other thing. I just noticed looking at the stats. Um, Fitzy played Trindle on the bench, but didn't play him at all. Uh, yeah. So he, he he played a sixteen man team. Mm. So when we had Curran coming on for the last twenty, changing the momentum, they had tired legs and they had a halfback sitting on the bench. You know, oh. <laughs> that's another another little. Just I mean, uh, uh, there's probably good reasons why he's doing that, Fitzy. But um, it's another little you know tick for Webby. He's getting he's got the right composition of the bench to swim yeah. momentum. And on the other hand, I think Fitzy made an error there. Looking back, 
Well, yeah. well, Walker is just so valuable. I mean, he's coming on and playing 60-plus meters minutes every week. Most of it's in the back row, but he's had a, quite a few stints at hookers, a few stints at 5.8, covers every contingency, but as you know, as much of a workhorse in the back row as just about anyone. It's, um, it's, he's yeah. another one that's re, re, uh, reignited his career a little bit in the, in the last the first few games of the season. Awesome. Yeah. He's got a coach who's using him perfectly, and he's yeah. running right. Yep. They all appreciate their roles, don't they? No one, no one seems to dislike the role they've been given by Webby. He's got everyone in exactly the right role for them. Yeah. He's he's done it. He's, it's it's a, just an awesome coaching performance. Everyone's in exactly the right role. Um, I've seen a little bit of uh, jibber around the around the traps about um you know the bandwagon obviously getting full again and uh and you know people being a little bit snidey about it um, welcome back i love it when yeah, people get 100%. on the sand yeah. that's, what, that's what sport's all about when yeah. teams come like no one can be as passionate as us or the hard hardcore fans all the time and that's part of what's exciting when we're going well and this doesn't happen very often for warriors fans <laughs> like, yeah get on board that's oh, awesome how good is it to hear get, people get them all don't, don't normally give us a rap? Fucking going, how good? Are, how good are the Warriors going? With any luck, there'll be another few dozen Warriors podcast start up in the next, <laughs> next few weeks. Oh, yeah, no, that'd be so handy. <laughs> There's definitely space for some. Um, <laughs> all this money we're making, we should be sharing around, eh? <laughs> well, speaking of, um, we've had a couple of new patrons come on board, so I wanted to give them yeah, a shout nice. out because it is massively appreciated. Um, Shannon Griffith, Griffiths jumped on board a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, hugely appreciated. Long-time listener, I th- I'm pretty sure. And Tim Gore, who I've had a fair bit of correspondence with, good bloke, uh, maybe Brisbane-based, and, uh, and yeah, loves it, gets behind us. And he's, I don't know if it was a bit of euphoria after the um, after the win last night, jumped on and backed us at the, the top here, Mannering-level <laughs> Mannering subscription. Hopefully he doesn't have any uh, buyer's regret or buyer's he'll, remorse this morning. But He'll be gone after the next loss. <laughs> yeah. nah, Timmy, he's a good bloke and uh, really appreciate it, and, and Shannon as well, and everyone else. I'll, I'll run through them. Isn't actually, yeah. isn't Garrick McDonald? Yeah, yeah I think we uh, shouted, him, shouted him out a couple of weeks ago. Garrick's a recent uh, subscriber and long time. I think he's been here since day one. With us. Yeah, and uh, he's a hardcore Titan supporter. Yeah. So I'd hate to think what he's paying the Titans subscription <laughs> if he's even spreading it around to us. Cheers, Garrick, though, you terrible just, winger, you. Just um, on that, guys, though, so, like, we appreciate what you do, but the patron, uh, your patronage, but you got to think, right, if you haven't read Will's write-up after that game, yeah. um, have a read. It is the best write-up you're going to see in any commercial or independent media this week on that game, by far. And he's done that probably after six or eight beers, three hours after the game when we're all sitting there stuffing around on our phones or talking to our mates about it. We're sitting there writing some you know bloody good stuff. So um, bear in mind that when you support the pod, really what you're doing is supporting a lot of the written content that Will put, puts out because that is, I think, the most impressive contribution that this Warriors Life makes. Fonz, uh, you're making me blush, mate, but, yeah, no – and it's a lot easier to write this stuff when the team's flying like this. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, we've had some really good traffic 
through the from those articles the last couple of days and some great feedback so it's all really appreciated uh go if you do want to support us as well but don't want to subscribe go buy something you don't need off the ads that come up on the uh on the articles <laughs> get some sweet commissions rolling in <laughs> buy a lawnmower or something i don't know <laughs> i don't know I'd... <laughs> yeah, I won't, I won't but don't don't uh, I don't know that I I don't know what ads are coming through. I'm not going to. If you get one it. for Ukrainian women, don't go buy that. Just <laughs> yeah, for yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I'm not responsible for <laughs> for what might uh, unfold there. But no, again, obviously everyone gets like they do the club. Uh, a lot of people get behind the page in the articles when we're going well, and you know. It's a lot, a lot more enjoyable for me, and a lot more enjoyable for us to do the pod when it's going like this. So yeah, let's just ride the ride this bloody wave together. Now, can I just make a comment? Um, a couple of people asked me to comment on Robbo. Um, <laughs> so I, I said a few pods ago that I spoke directly as I was talking to Robbo and said, "Mate, fund a flag team, and I'll give you a clean slate." And the next day, the club announced that they were. In fact, going to fund a flag team as well as ball, cup, and mats, um, which is awesome. And, you know, so as far as I'm concerned, Robbo's done what no other owner's managed to do. It hasn't come in yet, but let's assume it comes through next year. Um, he's created a sustainable, high-quality pathway for the club. So, mate, that's awesome. It's fantastic. So he made a whole bunch of tactical blunders in the last few years, and I gave him shit for it, and it was right to give him shit because it was stupid. But he's made a massive strategic contribution to the club here that, in my mind, offsets all of that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, people say, oh, you, you know, isn't Robbo's a legend? Like, how could you be critical of him? Well, mate, I'm not trying to date him, right? I look at purely, you know, <laughs> what's he doing for the club, right? And when he was making tactical blunders, I was critical. And now that he's made this, you know, strategic investment, then I'm really supportive of him. It's awesome. It's yeah, great to have um, an owner who's doing that. I was jokingly prodded uh, Fonz a little bit on on Twitter because some people were were winding up, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, we judged everything on its merits, and last yeah. year he was having a mare. Uh, now he's um, you know, staying out of business that he shouldn't be involved with, and he's making you know awesome contributions to the, to the club. So he's he's the it. Ed Cossey of management. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's he's your first grade material. <laughs> no, but it, it is it is it is massive that he's doing that, and um, you yeah. know I, I, I yeah couldn't be couldn't be more pumped about what that means for the club going forward. Jeez, how good are we going from top to fucking bottom? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Jeez, whiz. It's, it's so foreign, so foreign feeling. I know. You you feel like it's something's just gonna pull <laughs> out from under. It's like we've <laughs> spoken before. It's like I have actually got dementia. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking the Warriors are doing well, but in reality I'm 84 and locked in a institute somewhere. And the mates go, oh, he still thinks the Warriors are four, four, five at the start of the season. Now oh, poor old Brad, he's going downhill. The is really starting to kick in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, any anywho, I've I've got a I've got yeah. a cut. Sorry, lads. No, we'll, uh, right, then we'll wrap it up. Sounds good. Still got all of us got work to do, I think. But. Uh, Thanks for joining us, boys. It's the first time we've all been together since um, since the season preview. So great to have the thruple back. Yeah, no, it's good. Let's let's do it again. Yeah, there you go, Larko. Go and prop that house up. 
Hey, cheers, brother. You look after yourself, Fonz. Catch up well, brother. See you, mate. See you, guys. Later, boys.